You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, an intuitive oracle card reader and energy healer. And I am very excited today just to share with you a little bit of my background in my spiritual modalities and my own path. I thought the best place to start would be to continue talking about my journey to being now in my final semester of a studio art degree at a university and how that relates to my past and how this kind of makes sense that I ended up here. So when I was in high school, my favorite course, which I was scared to do, was when we had to choose an art course, I chose visual art. And I didn't do that until my second year in grade 10. And it was my homeroom class. And that ended up being like my safe space. I felt comfortable there. I felt I could be myself there. I frustrated my teacher so much because I would only work at home. I didn't like working in class, which I'm still like that now. (laughs) I like being in the environment of the classroom and picking up on people's energy, which I didn't realize I was doing at the time, but I didn't like actually doing my work there. But I loved it and I took it for the rest of high school until grade 12 when I graduated. And my teacher used to tell my parents in parent-teacher interviews, you know, Andrea works too much, and I really think she should go to university for this, um, or at least for something that she would be able to do well. And I always laughed it off and thought, I'm never going to school. I'm not doing that. Maybe I'll go to college, but I'm not going to university. That's too much. This four years has been enough. I'm not doing it again. (laughs) That was kind of my feeling about it. And at the same time, I also was in biology and was doing fairly well. I think I took it in grade 11. And then in grade 12, I decided to drop it because I didn't want to have another class. Just because I was 18, I could sign myself out of class. I had enough credits. And I went to the guidance office to to drop it. And they actually said to me, oh, I don't think I can do that because then you'll have two spares. You'll only have two classes. And I was like, well, what do I need to do to do it? She's like, you're going to have to go talk to the principal. So I did. I was very bold. at that. I can't sometimes believe how bold I was at that time. And I did. I went to the principal's office and just explained, you know, I'm a, I'm a good student. You know, I work and I still manage to get my, my good grades. And I just don't want to do anything in biology later on so it doesn't make sense for me to take it for no reason and he agreed (laughs) he signed it off and I had two spares that year but my biology teacher was the other teacher that kept telling me I should go to university for that and was very upset when I dropped it and so that last semester of high school all I had was art and then a spare and then lunch and then spare, and then a religion class. And in that class, 
I did go to Catholic school um, until grade 12, like through my whole elementary and high school uh, years. But that class was kind of fun because we had a priest who was very cool. And we all knew that in order to get out of having to do much work, all we had to do was ask him a philosophical question of some kind and he would just go on a long tangent. And I actually loved those tangents because they were not just religious. He would bring in some religion, obviously, but it was more of philosophy to me. And I found that fascinating. And it was also just fun because we didn't really want to do any work. And so that semester was awesome. I did basically nothing all day, except that I absorbed so much from being in the art classroom and then being in this environment where I just felt comfortable and I was, you know, with my friends and just listening to someone talk about philosophy. We even would have assignments where they were reflections and he wouldn't read them so we could write whatever we wanted. And sometimes I would do that if I had something I actually needed to just get off my chest. But sometimes we would just write whatever we felt like and then hand it in. And it was just such a, a really good environment for me to be in um, at the end of my high school career. So it wasn't too stressful. And then when you fast forward to what I was doing in university, I had this pull and I am still trying to find that journal, but I know that I wrote down just before I started that in addition to art, I also wanted to focus on the environment, some kind of social justice maybe, and then just put it all together with my spiritual stuff. I really, really felt like that was what the end goal was, was to combine these things um, because I knew I was not going to go back to school again because I was already almost 30. And this was now, you know, my second time starting a new degree within a year because I had only done this one semester at the first school in interior design before I switched. And after the first little while, so I started out by thinking, okay, I'm going to get all of my electives out of the way. And I took a philosophy class, which was very interesting, an anthropology class, which focused on indigenous issues and I really appreciated that class a lot um, and then I started taking environmental science courses and I loved them and what I ended up doing was I at Guelph they're very open about what you can do for like minors they're not very picky as long as you're willing to do the work and I thought you know what I'm going to do a plant science minor because you can't do environmental science as a minor but you can do plant science which has a whole bunch of subcategories one of which being plant environmental science and so it was my loophole to be able to take all of these courses and so I did take quite a few and I took a botany class I took a couple different um, environmental science courses. One of them, we ended up doing a project where we just walked through the woods in the Arboretum and had to map out where the different species were. It was a really good experience. And then I got to a point where I realized I had to take so many chemistry courses to finish that um, minor. And I realized I don't want to do this anymore. And at that point, I also thought to myself that it was so funny that I was in like a biology-based <laughs> course after having dropped it in high school and being in an art major, having not wanted to go to university at all. And so this kind of was a full circle moment where I realized, you know what, I don't have to take any more courses. I didn't realize my whole reason for coming was for art, not for plant science, but I got what I wanted out of it. And I did drop that minor. But what happened then was I was getting very stressed. I had a lot on the go. 
And by dropping the minor, it meant that my whole last year, starting this past September until the end of this April, all I had left were art courses. I didn't have to take any other sciences, any other writing courses. My art history was caught up. All I had left was art, which gave me a lot of extra time. And so I was very, very blessed that I had this extra time to still keep working with my practices, my daily rituals, pulling oracle cards for myself, journaling. Um, And then this is my final semester that I'm in now, and it actually mirrors very much my last semester of high school because I only took the bare minimum of what I needed to do to complete the program. That's not actually true. I'm taking an extra course, but in order to be full time in school, um, I'm in one course in the morning, which is my printmaking class and one in the evening, which is my specialized studio where I'm just doing my own practice. And in between my time is open. So I do work. Um, so I work in between or I work on my other projects, but it's basically my time, which is kind of exactly what I did in high school to finish the, the four years. So it's kind of a nice little mirroring. And so that just kind of gives you an idea of where my interests lie mostly. But I also wanted to talk about my path for spirituality because when I was very young, like a small, small child, my parents tell me that I used to just tell them things matter-of-factly. I would be sitting at the table and just say, Nana's calling, and then the phone would ring and my Nana would be on the other end. Or I would say, someone's here who never used to visit, but their car would be in the driveway all of a sudden. Um, And my parents never discouraged this. They always would ask questions or just like tell me I was right. They always encouraged that. There was even a period of time when one of my brothers and I used to just be playing together a lot because we were a year apart and we lived in the middle of nowhere. And there there was at least one time when we told my parents when they asked what we had been doing that we were talking to the little men in our room. And, you know, that wasn't discouraged either so I I think that you know I always had that as part of me and then my mom also was always more spiritual she's also like the one who had us um, raised Catholic but she was always more spiritual than religious um, just in her own day-to-day practices and I learned a lot from that too to be open to new ideas and I think one of the things which I'm doing an episode on next that stands out that we'd just talked about recently was that even when we were trying to sell that house when I was like maybe nine, it was probably before that when we first started trying to sell it, was that she had read the Celestine Prophecy, um, which is a spiritual book that talks about um, the steps that humanity needs to take in order to kind of evolve to a higher vibration. And she had that on the coffee table thinking that perhaps someone would recognize that as a sign because she really believed in that, which I do now. And I actually will be talking about how that book itself um, is another spirit crumb for me. But she also would tell us that she, when we were younger, that she was going for a girl's weekend with, with her sisters and they would be going to see a psychic or a medium. Uh, my parents occasionally went to a numerologist, um, and my mom would share things from these readings with me. She even, when I was 
a bit older, I guess, had shared the description of um, my dad that she had received from a psychic before they met. So, you know, I kind of grew up with this idea that the that it was open, that I could explore whatever was interesting to me. Um, and when I was in high school at one point, I just decided that I was going to try meditation. And I think this has come up in even in my art practice recently where I have this way of when I am new to something and I don't have any expectations, I'm pretty good at just seeing what happens. And so it was one of my first times trying to meditate and I know that I was out in some other world somewhere. I was completely kind of gone and my mom didn't obviously know I was doing that. I was just sitting on my floor like I always was and she came in my room and startled me back out of it and I don't know if I ever tried really to get back in that again it was more just a well we'll see how this goes kind of thing for me uh, but I used to spend a lot of time just in silence um, I would sit in the dark just staring at my wall on my bed um, for a long time just with my own thoughts and I've always been very good at just kind of being now maybe less so because I have more responsibilities and it's hard to quiet my mind but I know I was naturally gifted in that way so I'm trying to get back to that and I remind myself of those times as often as I can and then when I was old enough when I was in my late teens early 20s I would go to every psychic fair that we could with my mom and I would get readings. Sometimes I would even get follow-up phone readings. I became like borderline obsessed. But what I realized was that it wasn't so much that I needed to hear the future from them, even though I kind of thought that was the point when I first started going. What I started to realize was that whenever I would be drawn to go, it would be to confirm what I already knew within myself. Because I then, by that point, going to these fairs, I would buy new decks of cards, I would buy crystals and books, and I started to realize that I was going for confirmation more so than getting new information. And that's where I started hearing from them that there were particular modalities I should work with. Like sometimes they would tell me that I could see auras or that I should work with a pendulum or that I could also be doing these these readings. And of course, I didn't really listen to that as like a long-term goal, but it was just confirmation that I was feeling these gifts within myself and that I wasn't crazy and that it was a normal thing for me to be feeling. And from that, I also, on the other hand, was doing a lot of reading about um, you know, like self-help books, but more like the motivational ones, like uh, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Um, one of my all-time favorite books is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, which I will do a whole episode on. Um, and that led me into reading more spiritual books for myself. So I, the ones that I refer back to the most are The Power of Now and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle um, and The Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukov and The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Those are kind of the ones that I go back to the most in terms of spiritual books uh, because I feel like they're all, they have a similar thread running through them, but they each have their own unique wisdom that 
depending on what I'm going through at the time, I'm drawn back into. And so from doing that, I started to try and merge all of these different parts of myself, like realizing that I can have what I want and that I can trust my inner knowing and that I need to be more present in order to see these things come together. And so this does relate back to our episodes about the process of um, finding spirit crumbs because it leads into manifestation, which is something that is very hot right now. Everyone's talking about it. And for me, it's directly related to these spiritual concepts and the idea that you know, we have to leave the how up to the universe. But I realized through doing a lot of this self-help and learning astrology and um, starting to think more about healing as a way of connecting to my deeper self, that the other element was also that we really need to work on our shadow work and realize the parts of ourselves that we're hiding, that they're not gone, that they're always there. We're just not directly shining light on them. So that became another focus where that's been a big part of my journey, especially in the last year, because I've had the time, you know, we've been, I've been off, I was off of work for a while and then working more sporadic hours and now working from home more so than out of the house. So I've had a lot more time to focus on that and it's and it's really brought me closer to my own guides and intuition. And I think that it's an important step of manifestation. I did learn through um, To Be Magnetic um, that it is something that is necessary because our subconscious um, needs to believe what we're trying to manifest. And I think that that ties back to, into when I was talking in um, a previous episode about the mind body soul connection and that there's we always need a balance and so we can't only be looking at the spiritual aspect we can't only be looking at the physical material aspect of like our human life and we can't only be just in our heads all the time and so that's been my struggle has been getting out of my head lately um, because i am always you know in my investigator mode um I'm a 5-1 in human design, which we'll talk about human design another time. But um, being in school as well, like I'm always just learning and absorbing. And it's really hard for me to quiet that and get back to that state I could get to so easily when I was a teenager of just staring at a wall for an unknown amount of time without worrying about responsibilities. So now I'm in this balanced state where I'm trying to make sure that I'm paying attention when my shadows come up, when I'm meant to learn things. And also know that when I'm getting a, an intuition that something might be important, recognizing anything that comes up with that, be that a shadow element that I need to work on or a synchronicity that comes up, an action step I need to take, a spirit crumb that presents itself. Um, that's kind of been where my path has led me now is learning how to integrate all of that together. Because along my path, you know, I said when I was a young teenager I would say to my mom like oh I'm gonna have lots of money don't worry about it like I'll have a car I'll have a big house and like that was always just ingrained in me and like now as an adult I'm realizing that there's a lot of like 
parts to myself that I have to look at, that it's not always going to be that easy. Although sometimes, like I said, it has been. I just put it out there and I get the answer presented to me because I expect it. So now it's just kind of learning how to put that all together and realizing that part of my gifts is being able to share this with you because we all have different stages in our journey. Like I said, I was raised Catholic, but I was lucky that... um, my mom was very open. My dad was not into any particular religion at all. He was just cool to listen to new ideas. And a lot of my friends, though, had very religious parents who did not believe in any of the esoteric practices that my mom was very open to. So, um, you know, everyone has their own journey. And I think that it's really a good thing when we get called to listen to new perspectives that we do that, that we are open and just try to understand that just because we don't understand something at the time doesn't mean that it won't eventually mean something. And so sometimes those things that sit in the back of your head will be part of an intuition or a spirit crumb or a synchronicity later on. Um, And so like that's just kind of like where my journey has taken me. Which brings me back to a topic I just, a book I just brought up, which is The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. And that book, um, I have read a few times. I had my mom's copy for a long time and then had to give it back because I had it for so long. I finally got my own, which I found miraculously, of course, at a bookstore. I used a, at a thrift store in the used book section that just happened to show up um because that's how i receive things and when i read it this time it was because for a while since i guess november we're now in you know almost february and in november i just it's on my shelf and i kept looking at it and it was kind of the same feeling that i had back in the day when i was sitting on my bed and kept looking at that corner where that book was hiding And I was like, why do I feel like right now is the time to read this? Like, I don't have time. I was like finishing up a semester. and was very busy. And I kept looking at it, kept looking at it. Then I mentioned to my mom, I was like, you know, maybe like we're both meant to read this. Maybe I could do like a book club thing and discuss it because I love the book. And I always pick up new things when I read it. And I said to her, you know what? The fact that we're talking about this and she was interested in it. I was like, I need to read this and see why I was led to read it. And then... I started reading it and I know exactly why because I have been putting off recording these episodes for my podcast not intentionally just that there's been a lot going on and when I read the book again within the first chapter I realized that the underlying theme of the entire book is about spirit crumbs and the fact that we need to be aware of them. And then as I read more about the book, I realized that I meant to share this with you. And then I also mentioned earlier the um, draw I have to the Eckhart Tolle books, The Power of Now and A New Earth. And what came to my mind when I started reading the Celestine Prophecy again was that one of my favorite uh, series within a series on podcasts is Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. She has a series where for each chapter of A New Earth, she had a brief conversation with Eckhart Tolle about each chapter of the book and the lesson from each chapter. 
And it was a way for me to kind of synthesize all of the information. And I actually ended up uh, suggesting it to people who don't have the time to read or didn't want to listen to the whole book, but kind of wanted to get the gist. And it was easier than me trying to have to go back and make notes and explain it. So my next series of episodes that I'll be releasing will be a series of nine episodes. Well, 10, because I'm going to do one that's just a general overview of the book. So 10 episodes of each of the insights within the book, because the book is about this manuscript that has nine insights that guide our way to a better humanity. Um, And I really feel that the reason I was drawn to this book is the time we're in right now. We're in this period of change in the world and realizing that the old ways aren't working and that it takes all of us as a collective to move forward and that there needs to be action taken right so for me it wasn't a coincidence it wasn't an accident it was a spirit crumb and this is something that i knew i needed to take action on so i did read the whole book within a few sittings because i love it so much And I have actually done outlines for each of the insights that I will be sharing in the next series. So I'm hoping that you will enjoy them. Maybe you'll get the book and read it along with me. Um, But if not, hopefully it'll be something that will inspire you and that maybe you'll be inspired to share with other people. Um, Just because I feel like now is a really good time for this book to come to people's awareness. It is a fictional book, but the insights and the information in it are so relevant to the topics of today and to specifically spirit crumbs, which is amazing. So I know I was meant to be the person to bring this to your awareness because it kind of guides all of the principles, which I will talk about throughout the episodes um, behind how I've described the process of finding spirit crumbs. And I couldn't believe that I had already done the outlines for this. And I had already actually recorded a, an episode, uh, with Joanna from spiritual soul discovery podcast before I started reading it. Actually, the day that I talked to my friend about the Celestine prophecy was immediately after that interview. So that was two synchronicities in a row, which was why it was such a strong feeling for me to read the book. So I have already put out this philosophy of mine somewhat in another uh, episode that's out there. And now I'm realizing that this is a great way for people to read a story about how this comes together because it's a fictional book. So I'm not going to do spoilers of the story. There's also a film, but I'm just going to talk about the insights themselves and the kind of philosophy and steps behind it. And then that leaves it open that if anybody wants to read it to see how this all comes together for the main character, um, they can still do that without me spoiling the story. Because trust me, the story is so powerful that it's totally worth reading the book, even if you already know the insights. Um, I always enjoy reading the story again each time because it just is like a way to see how it all works. So I highly recommend that you get the book or borrow it from a a library. But if not, if you just want to kind of get to the point and see what's going to happen in terms of how you can relate it to your own life, I will be releasing episodes on that. And I really hope that you will all share your own spirit crumbs that come up or anything that comes up for you, either from this episode or once I release the Celestine Prophecy series. 
So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs. Or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.